Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 27. Hello, hello, and howdy, and howdy, and hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I <laughs> this time, Ricky's smiling. I got Ricky I on this time. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. I said, "You ready to start?" <laughs> I'm ready. I <laughs> uh, wasn't expecting just, that intro. Hey, it's, it's perfect. It's beautiful. I love the. Uh, I just love the energy. Hey, there you go. <laughs> this is the the result of me recording for far too long. Yeah. Uh, this is. I don't. I don't know when the the video is going live, but I just spent four hours this morning. Um, creating a collab with a certain unnamed other uh, YouTube channel this morning. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great videos. Um, but anyway, that, this is the result here. I'm, I'm on afterburners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today we are talking about pivoting your channel. Now, this is slightly different than uh, what I would call um, acquiring new audience or you know shifting and finding new audience, which we have a lesson currently in um, the authority phase in the YouTube system about um, capturing new audiences. Mm-hmm. This is slightly different because this is what I'm talking about. The focus, is, there's some overlap, but, but the focus here is more pivot. Like uh, my channel was about this, now it's going to be about this. Yeah. And um, how to go about doing that. And this was actually sprung by a, uh, a topic, which by the way, if you haven't noticed, um, I'd love to take topics from the the uh, community here in Project 24. So uh, thank you, by the way. So this was a topic by Project 24 member, The One. I love that name, The One. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's called, if you want to pivot your channel's focus, should you still make videos on the old topic? So it's, it's basically, hey, I was doing this channel, more about blogging, and I want to shift into more business mentality needed for success. Should I keep publishing the old stuff or should I go the new direction? Now, I realize out the gate, uh, this topic will will not necessarily be applicable to everyone listening to this from the get-go, but it's very good. It's going to be something you want to put in your pocket and a tool to put in your tool belt uh, to help you if you're, if you're, well, really, if you're currently doing it, but if you ever plan on doing this in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I, as I think about this, I'm like, there have been times where I've felt like mm, I want to kind of pivot my channel because I want it to be about whatever. Maybe I want to broaden the topic, mm-hmm. right? So I need to, well, that really is more of like just picking up expansion buckets. Mm-hmm. And so um, there is a lot of overlap. <laughs> I guess that's what I would say. Uh, a lot of overlap in that's between the two. But yeah, here we are talking about something pretty different. Yeah. And I feel like I'm glad you brought that up because it's worth, it's worth mentioning the difference. So let's talk about yeah. acquiring new audience or uh, what I call it, capturing new audience. Uh-huh. So let's say uh, my channel is about, oh, I'll just use channel makers. Let's use that. It's about YouTube education. You know, it's strategy, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. If I were looking to start doing more videos about editing, um, that could fit on the same channel. Right. And I could just acquire that additional audience. It's I, an expansion I could be intentional. It. Yeah, it's yeah, an expansion. Totally. Bucket, right. Um, now contrast that with I'm doing stuff about YouTube strategy and now I want to do general business strategy. It's a pretty different audience there. Yeah. And so the distinction here is we're not necessarily capturing new audience for the same types of content. It's right. what about a new direction? And by the way, this also includes a new way of your archetype. Um, there's gradual, well, we're going to talk about that here, yeah. but the, the, I'll use an example here, here in a moment, but that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Now, 
This came because, well, part of this came because I just wanted to out the door talk about some of the major mistakes I've seen made uh, when pivoting channels. Now, there's the extreme example of if your video used to be about um, skincare and then all of a sudden you're talking about training dogs. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> at that point, pretty big. you might just start a new channel. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you're wanting to keep the same channel, there's a s- strong reason to keep the same channel. One of the biggest mistakes I have seen and this applies to almost every time I've seen this happen, is not understanding why the audience watched the earlier content. So if you want to make a significant change to your channel and you don't really understand why the audience watched the earlier content, you're going to struggle. Biggest example of this, I'm not going to name names. Uh, There was a channel I was watching that was very skills-based. It was Mm -hmm. very information archetype first. It had a lot of traction, was growing quickly, uh, and, and people came for the information. The channel maker assumed that they were there for them, the 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 face of the channel, right. and so they did a, did a recently did a pretty significant shift into more connection style archetype, like more lifestyle that type of stuff, and the views dropped dramatically, like ridiculous. So yeah. that so much so that the channel's almost like a shell of its previous self, and it's not that. They, they, you know, the new content's necessarily horrible. It's that they didn't understand the reasons yep. why they watched the other stuff, which for this, in this channel's case, it was information. People were there for the information and they liked that person delivering the information, but they didn't necessarily care about the person yeah. first. I think it's important to understand your archetype, but sometimes it's, there's a couple of reasons I think why you might get it wrong. So you're sharing information, great, but then you get, you start getting comments, on your videos that say, oh, I just love your videos and I love the way you do it. And then, you know, you do collaborations with other people and they're like, oh, you're, you're just the best, you know, like, uh-huh. and so then you start to think, oh, they, they love me. I can make videos about anything. And it's like, well, okay, there's going to be a subset of the people that come to your channel that'll watch everything you put out because super they become fans. a super fan. Yep. And so for those people, there is connection. But what about everybody else? The ones who aren't commenting? If, so you might mistakenly believe you have a connection archetype. Mm-hmm. And in the end, like on income school, there are people that are like, oh man, you're so funny. I am not an entertainment channel. And if, <laughs> if I believe them, like I will suddenly end up with only like a handful of people that just think dad jokes are the best. You know, it's just, and, and like the occasional dad joke, like I'll watch a 15 minute video with two dad jokes in it. That's you know like... That's not entertainment. Uh That's kind of an extreme example, but it's easy to listen to the loud voices and think that they are representative and they're usually not. So So true. Understand, I think archetype is one of the biggest places people get it wrong. Mm -hmm. The why are people watching me? They misunderstand what their archetype really is. Absolutely. And and it's so easy to do that because I, I, oh man, it's so easy to do that. I could go, we could go way down that route. (laughs) Um, But so that's the first thing, not understanding why the audience watch. And then the second one is it, the big mistake we see happening is too large of a pivot with very little overlap. Now, we talked about, um, this comes up because it's an oft-repeated question, like, I want to shift my channel focus, my topic or something. And the question I always ask in reply is, how much overlap is there? Uh, should you keep the same channel or should uh-huh. you just drop that channel? and start a new one. Because if you can't clearly identify 
some element of audience overlap between right. the old way of doing things or the old topic and the new way, then it's probably time to just start a new channel. Right. Because you're, you're in some cases, you will actually, and if you listen to the last episode of this podcast, which by the way, if you haven't, is really good. Um, in some cases, you might actually be fighting against the, the topic profile that the algorithm has for your right. channel if you do that. So that's the other one, other y big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's another place where people are in danger of this because they're like, well, I put, I put so much time into this already. You've, you've got this sunk cost and you're like, can I possibly make use of this foundation that I've created? The problem is if it's the wrong foundation, then it doesn't matter. You'll actually hold yourself back. And if you've done it once, if you've built a channel to 10,000 subscribers once, your next channel is going to get there a lot faster. Mm -hmm. You've learned so many things. You're going to be able to skip ahead much further. And so if it's the wrong foundation, don't be afraid to just start over. Yeah. Um, because I think there really is something to this like channel profile mm -hmm. that it's hard to shift. And like it can, it can hold you down for like a long time. You're like, it's only my first 10,000 subscribers that impacted that. So now I'm at 40,000. How come it's still holding me down? Mm -hmm. I, it just does. Yeah. And the recency of the data is true. Plays into it. That's huge. True. I'm seeing like if you have older videos and I'm kind of spilling over into this previous episode, uh -huh. which is a good episode. Uh, <laughs> but if you have older videos that keep getting views, it's continuously strengthening the old profile. Correct. Yeah. On your, on your channel, which is not good if you're trying to pivot. So consider starting a new channel in those cases or privating those old videos so that it stops giving feeding data Great to the idea. algorithm. All right. So let's talk about pivots. Yeah. If I were to do a pivot, we've kind of established major mistakes. When would I do a pivot? Uh, if there is a reasonable amount of overlap with what I've done before and what I'm doing, gonna planning on doing, then great. Uh, otherwise, I would just start a new channel, which in that case is kind of a pivot in itself. Um, but I, I call it, I, there's two kinds of pivots. I call them ghost pivots or stated pivots. So the first one is 95% of pivots that you will see on YouTube that yeah. you will perform on your own channel. And it's where you take a gradual pivot. And oftentimes the audience doesn't even really realize it. There's no stated moment that's, oh my goodness, whoa, things changed a lot. They just don't even realize it in many cases, but you gotta right. be very strategic about it. Now stated is what you would expect. It's a change all at once. It's very intentional pivot and um, you, you're very intentional with it. So we're gonna go through some of the rules of each of these, how to go about uh, doing each of these. Okay, starting with the ghost pivot. Now, if you pull up your channel blueprint, that uh, spreadsheet that you have, you've got your content buckets. You want to keep your core content buckets going. The things that have worked thus far for your audience that are building your audience, keep those going. Now, if there are certain buckets that you think uh, that you want to start phasing out, then you could even create another category. Uh, so we've got core content, we've got expansion buckets, and maybe we have a phasing out buckets where you take one of those core content, you move it down to the phasing out, and you say, this is one that I'm going to start sunsetting. I'm going to start letting go of it while I'm transitioning to the other ones. Um, but keep your core going. Uh, it's often better to make your audience not even realize it, as well as for the algorithm's sake, to, to give data in a new direction gradually. Um, so... With that, keep your core content. And then with expansion bucks, I want you to be intentional with saying, okay, this is a new pivot that I'm, I'm taking. I'm going a new direction with my channel. Um, 
I'm going to intentionally put those in my expansion buckets. Now, this could be um, archetype. It could be more if you've done information heavy videos for a while, for example, uh, and you're starting to do more vlog style, start bringing in, put, put that in your expansion buckets, content right. buckets, and start doing some more vlog style stuff. At the beginning, I'm just going to tell you, they're not going to do very well. Right. In most cases, unless you accidentally or didn't realize that you thought people were there for the information, but they're actually heavily there for you, for example. Uh, in most cases, it's the when you're shifting, your new videos are going to do not as good. Right. And that's just fine. Yep. Uh, and actually, I would almost expect that. Uh, it's it's scary to start a new content type. Uh, I can't tell you how many times, Ricky, I've, I've had people come to me and say, well, I tried to go this new direction, but the audience hated it. Yeah, it didn't work. But the thing is, what, what's happening there? You're testing new content. You're getting better at making that new content. But also, you got to feed the algorithm some data yeah. to say, look, this is a new direction. Uh -huh. This type of content can work. And the number of times I've seen, I mean, sometimes you strike gold the first time, but most of the time you try the new stuff and it fails, it fails, it fails. And then you <laughs> kind of start to get the right mix, enough data, your audience starts to get used to it enough. Yep. And then boom, one takes off. And then all of a sudden that at that point, most of the time can get moved into your core content buckets because it's a standard part of your uh, channel now. You've made a successful pivot. Yeah, it's like we need, we, you have to stay the course long enough to be able to impact the algorithm. And the more history you have, the harder that's going to be. Um, you know, in part because you have lots of history, but also, again, because of those old videos that are still getting viewed and that are still feeding the algorithm. And so when YouTube looks at it and says, well, videos on this topic people don't seem to watch, like on this channel, mm -hmm. but on this topic, they do. They just don't know yet. YouTube just doesn't know yet. So we have to stay the course long enough and we've got we've to get like at least one good kite video that actually takes off before we can know if this is going to work. Like mm -hmm. after 10 videos and a few like really good kites that should have worked, maybe then we start to know, yep. okay, maybe this isn't going to work as a pivot. And at that point... I would take a step back because because while you're doing that pivot, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. While you're doing that pivot, you are pivoting yourself. Uh -huh. You're learning what this new type of content looks like. That's You've true. done um, vlog style stuff and all of a sudden you want to start doing some um, just entertainment style stuff. Chances are you're going to need to kind of relearn. You're going to yeah. need to learn how to make that new type of content. And so like Ricky was saying, at least... 10 videos, like five to 10 videos spaced out over, I would say at least three months. Yeah. Um, at least three months to give it the time to adjust, etc. Because the bottom line here is even if you've tried it a bunch of times and you're not getting kites that, or like videos that take off that get more um, growth exposure type of stuff, right. but you still like the idea, it's time to take a step back and say, okay, why is this not working? Um, am I trying to force what, what's the a square peg into a round hole? Like, right, yeah. am I trying to force something into this audience that just is not going to work? That's one thing I would look at. Another thing I look at is, are these videos actually for the same audience? Are they actually interesting videos for that, for the audience I'm trying to go for? Um, because in a lot of cases they're not. And the number of times I've seen channels or people come to me and say like, I, I really tried. Like I tried a lot of videos. And then when you, you actually look back at the videos and you say, was this actually the right video? You know, was this actually the kind of video, the kind of content you wanted to make? Um, it happens a lot more than you might think. 
And so in those cases, I would definitely be just really analyzing and looking at like, okay, why? Why is this happening? And even, I mean, you could go in the Project 24 community or hop on a mastermind that's themed on this. Say, look, I've been trying to make this pivot. It does not seem to be sinking in. And we can look at it and say, okay, yeah. why is this? Why is this not working? So that's that's the first thing I say. And, and because the goal is with a successful pivot, you're able to take one of those expansion buckets, types of content and move it to your core content. Um, right. And you know, we already said this, you know it's been successful when you start to have that topic, that type of content do well in your channel. You have a video do well, you do another one, it does at least reasonably well. Like, you know, it's, you're ready. Like, that's time. Yeah, totally. I, I it all, As I look at this too, I'm thinking, you know, we talked about one of the big mistakes being doing it all just like too much, too fast, right? Mm -hmm. Too large of a pivot with not enough overlap. Um, one of the things with this type of a pivot is I probably wouldn't try to pivot archetype substantially and topic. Mm -hmm. So um, it, likewise, I probably wouldn't expand into a bunch of expansion buckets topic-wise at the same time. Um, we need to, if we're going to do a ghost pivot, it's got to be gradual over time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we've got to pick like, okay, where am I going first? Which one has the most overlap with what, with what I'm doing today? So, you know, if it's like, I want to go, like you say, go from teaching YouTube to teaching general business stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, within general business, what do I want to become my buckets? Where do I want the core to end up? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's a little ways off. So <laughs> what, what's an expansion bucket that gets me closer? And then we can work our way there. Uh, that's, that big of a pivot isn't going to happen overnight. It's not even going to happen in a few months. It's going to take some time. Now, and likewise, if you were to want to, you know, pivot to a, a different topic, but also I want to go from informational to connection, like that's just going to take time. And so give yourself that time and pick like, what's the biggest overlap? If the easiest thing to do would be to move toward connection first, then, then maybe it's easy to get people to follow you because they like you. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, let's expand to connection and then move toward the new topic because yeah, again, I, I guess I already said it, but those people like you. They're going to follow you because there's a strong connection there. At least a larger percentage of them, right? Um, versus like the small percentage when when you thought you had a connection channel uh -huh. and really didn't. <laughs> um, so I think that's another a, a big piece there is biting off more than we can chew sometimes just means making too many small moves at the same time. I love that. That was golden. I hope you all were listening taking notes if you're driving don't take notes by the <laughs> don't way don't take notes <laughs> uh Nate's very was, complimentary re, no really that. really well said and actually i think that better said than i could have i said than i could have said it because it's i would pick the easiest yeah what's what's where do you want it to be mm -hmm. you know define that and then reverse engineer it where is right. it right now where do i want it to be what does it need to take to get from where it is right now to where i want it to be what's the next step what's yeah. the easiest pivot i can make and start with that and also your point of not introducing too many new topics at once i would never introduce more than one new topic at once yeah. in a pivot never um, if you're you've got your group of topics that your channel covers only do one at a time because it's topics for some reason on youtube they're hard to swallow. Like yeah. you, you get the, the algorithm, everything about it, it's, it's harder to swallow. Um, archetype, you could, you could do a bit more substantial changes, I could say. I think so. Um, but, but topic, dude, don't try to capture more than one additional topic <laughs> at once. Now, as far as archetype, how would that actually look? Like a ghost pivot in archetype. Um, let's say I was very heavy information. Most of my videos were just turn on the camera. Hey, this is the answer. This is a tutorial. 
Um, how would I start shifting that? Well, I mean, when I look at that, and I'm, I'm happy to hear, hear your thoughts also, Ricky, but when I look at that, I would think, okay, what are some elements? I'm not going to all of a sudden do an entire vlog style video if right. all no of way. my content was the other one. That, that's too extreme. But how could I do that same tutorial and just do a little bit different, add a little bit more personal life, a little bit more personality, a little bit more joke uh, or whatever the, the direction I'm going with it. Um, that's how I would look at it. I would look at individual yeah. pieces of content. So, you know, on the Income School channel, we have um, not frequently anymore, but we have often done an intro to the video that is intended to be kind of fun. But in most cases, it's pretty clearly staged, right? Mm -hmm. Like we planned it out and we, we just did it. Like, so if I wanted to make it a little bit more connection style, maybe I would start by taking the fun intro that people already expect and just turning it into something that's just a little bit more raw and real, easy. Like that's not gonna be weird to anybody. They're already used to there being some kind of an intro that's um, illustrates the principle of the video, and but it's mostly just kind of fun. And you know, from there, then it's like, okay, maybe throughout my video, instead of just being all straight up information, while I'm talking to you, maybe I'll, maybe I will go walk over and get the coffee or whatever, like while I'm talking to you. And it's like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, this is a little bit different, but whatever, I'm still getting the information. Mm -hmm. But over time, as we introduce those elements of the type of channel you want to be, um, we start introducing those elements, you know, one piece at a time. Before long, people suddenly they're like, oh, this guy's my friend, not just somebody I go to for information. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, similar examples would be with whatever shift you're looking to make. Right. Um, with your channel. Exactly. So the other thing I'm going to say here, this is kind of fun, is you can actually go about, uh, one of my favorite ways to do pivot is to go about this by making a piece of content that works for both where it currently is and where you want it to be. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. So make a piece of content that, that can work for both channels. Now it can be a little tricky sometimes, and it's usually in the marketing of the content that mm -hmm. you make the differentiation. So the title and the thumbnail. So we talk about this um, later in the YouTube system, our secret hack, uh, updating videos, um, where we're talking about you make a piece of content um, and you plan two different sets intentionally, plan two different sets of title and thumbnail for that, one for your current audience, that appeals to them, gets the views in, get get people like knowing what, watching that piece of content, consuming the content. And then in a couple of weeks, I won't go super in depth because we go more in depth into it in sure. the YouTube system, but in a couple of weeks, you switch it out for the new direction that's intended for the new audience. Uh, and uh, does this work? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but it does work. There's a lot about, so, you know, when it comes to who YouTube's going to suggest stuff for, there's, there's a lot that comes down to like using the right vocabulary. And so, you know, I, on the Income School channel, I talk to an audience about blogging and niche websites and SEO and those sorts of things. And that's the terminology my audience is used to. But there are a lot of people out there that maybe my content would appeal to, but those people don't use that terminology today. And they don't know to look for it. And YouTube's not, you know, recommending videos along those lines because that's not what they're watching. So then I take a video that, is totally fits my current audience. But even throughout the video, because I planned on this, I make sure that I'm either using the better known terminology that's known by the broader group, or I'm at least defining the terminology mm -hmm. I'm using. So if I, if I mention SEO, I might say, now that's search engine optimization. It's just all the stuff we do to make sure that we rank as high as we can in search. 
Um, you just add those little definitions in and your audience is like, that doesn't bother them. We add a couple seconds here. But then when we change the title and the thumbnail down the road, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this whole video perfectly fits this different audience or this bigger audience. And, um, you know, they'll show up in search. They'll show up in, you know, YouTube will play around with the recommendations. And a good thumbnail that's going to be appealing to that other audience could cause those kinds of videos to, to become kites in those other directions. Um, even starting out just kind of from search and from a few recommendations, it just spread. Yeah. It's, this is like actually a pretty awesome, a really, really awesome actually ninja um, a, approach to doing this because using the right terminology, presenting it the right way makes a huge difference on YouTube. So true. So when you're looking at the pivots um, for your own channel, if you're going to do a ghost pivot, take some of these pointers. Yeah. Um, try a couple of these directions. Um, it, it, and it goes in terms of archetype. Yeah. It goes in terms of delivery of your content. It goes in terms of uh, like video length, expectations of the audience. Um, there's a lot of different things you can levers to, to pull right. here to, to shift things. Um, but that's what it's going to look like when you're doing a ghost pivot. And so I guess... You know, I guess before we move on, this does make up like 95% of pivots. For sure. So just why? I think it's because this is the one that I think probably has the highest degree of success and where if you find that it doesn't work, we can back off with basically no repercussion. Yep. So it's very low risk. It's just, it's going to take some time, but but it I think it's most likely to succeed. And if it doesn't, oh well. No harm done. Mm. Yeah, which is another point, reason why I love that you brought that up because that's another reason to, with a ghost pivot, to intersperse the new content types yeah. with your previous way of doing it because then it's then it's no harm, no foul. Because if you go all in, there's more risk of completely losing steam. Yeah, if you go out and say, hey, I'm changing my channel, and then like a month later, you're like, back to making the previous videos. <laughs> I changed it back. <laughs> then you kind of look stupid. I mean, it's like, now I have to delete that video <laughs> and hope that not too many people noticed. Yeah, which is, again, why it's recommended 95% of the time. It's yeah. more successful. It's easier to back off from. It's easier to uh, test in a native environment. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to it. But I think there are some reasons when, or some times, especially when the stated pivot makes mm -hmm. sense. So, so let, let's talk about that. So I had a guy reach out. I did a consult for a guy. He's very, very branded. I'm not, not going to say his name, but he's very, very branded. Um, his channel had something like 350,000 subscribers. Like people knew him by his branded name. Yeah. And I uh, came to me because his branded name was, he didn't agree with it anymore. Oh. Um, so I'll, I'll give a little context. I don't want to say the name, but it was in um, the fitness space. Uh -huh. And so um, he did a lot of extreme fitness things. And over time, he started to realize that his approach, the thing that had built the audience for him, what, he didn't agree with it anymore, yeah. <laughs> which that's a tough space to be in. <laughs> he's like, it was tearing up his body. Like he didn't like it anymore. And so he found if he tried to do any alternate content, the audience just hated it. They just cut it down. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's so yeah. stupid. Give us the good stuff. And so he felt entirely stuck. So he reached out to me and he said, look, Nate, I need help. Uh, I don't know how to do this. Like, what, what do I need to do to make it so that it's not going to 
totally destroy everything that I built. Yeah. I have a massive channel. Like I'm not just going to drop that and start a brand new channel, um, which he could have done. But in this sure. case, I don't think it was totally necessary because there was still reasonable overlap with his current audience. So in that case, you do a stated pivot. And that's where you do intentionally um, what I recommended. So in this stated pivot, you're letting your audience know what you're doing. You're clearly letting them know and you're answering all the questions of what's going to come to mind for them. Who, yeah. what, why, where, how? Like, uh, like, why is this even changing? What's changing? When is it going to change? How is it going to change? Um, are you going to change? Like all of those questions, they're going to, they're going to have those questions. So you let them know things are going to change and then you let them know how they're going to change. Um, and the, the better you can communicate that, the more successful it is. So an approach to this is uh, what I recommended to this guy is he took, I said, take a month off, stop publishing, do a video and say, things are changing. You know, I'm not, don't give any awesome, you know, too many details. Just say, just get, start uh, preceding the feeling in people's minds. Like I've been changing a lot. I've been learning a lot and I felt really strongly like I needed to make a change. Um, so, but things are changing. I'm coming back on this date. I'm really excited for this shift and then go silent, like go, go off or give little sneak previews for, you know, a little while, but take an entire month off. And then when you come back, come back with definite new content and good content. Yeah. This works best if you've put a significant amount of work into the new stuff. So it's like, you know how to make good new content. Um, so it's not just like come back with subpar or bad content. Yeah. <laughs> that right. would not be good. No. I think that's probably about the best I could hope for. And I think something that to keep in mind, and this is a fairly extreme approach mm -hmm. or not, I mean a fairly extreme example, I should say, um, Doing a ghost pivot in this case, it's like, so what? I got to keep ma making videos that I don't agree with and intersperse new ones. And then, you know, people, again, it's going to be like, and, and if you're going to shift the brand, w at what point can I shift the brand? Like, when am I far enough along? It makes sense in this case. We need to sort of cut and just make it clean. Mm -hmm. But I think the, we need to have a realistic expectation that while there's a, probably a really big overlap there's a big group of people that like this YouTuber. There's also a, a big group of people that are going to be interested in, I mean, it's similar content. Mm -hmm. It's just, this is the approach that I believe is the best now. And so that, I mean, that's going to make up a, a portion of the current core audience, but there's going to be a piece of that audience that might not come back yep. ever. Yep. And just recognize that that's okay. On the other side, we're going to gain new audience but it's not going to happen immediately. You, uh, YouTube still does have to build up a new channel profile. Yep. They have to figure out what we're about going forward. So just expect that that's going to happen. You're not going to lose all the work you did. You're going to benefit a lot from it, but it's still going to look pretty crummy mm -hmm. at first. And, and that's almost unavoidable. Yeah. Like it's going to happen as much. Well, actually, spoiler alert here. I don't know if spoiler alerts the right thing. If you were to do this kind of massive pivot and you came back with exactly the same viewership, you had the same audience anyway. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. It almost wasn't even a pivot. Like they, right. they stuck around for the same reasons they watched your other stuff. Um, so at that point, it's like, well, great. <laughs> like, but if I'm you're currently you're having here. if you're currently having indicators that some of your audience does not like it when you make this new type of content, uh -huh. then that's not going to happen. Like okay. a pivot is necessary here because you've you've kind of tried a little bit and 
you're at least getting at least some vocal people who are saying, ah, I don't like this. And maybe your view counts and other analytics are reflecting that this doesn't do as well. So now we know it's like, okay, we got to do I can't just make the new content all of a sudden because it doesn't perform as well. So I have to do some kind of a pivot. Yeah. And how would I go about doing this? Yeah. I would, I like that you brought this up. I would start with, before I do something this drastic, uh-huh. I would start with a few ghost pivot videos. Sure. Yeah. Like try some stuff, test the water, see the response. So then you can kind of get a feel, a sense of how the audience will do with it. Right. Before you do it, because rarely would it be the case when you could be doing something and then do one of these stated pivots and come back just as strong, like, yeah, or, or stronger. Rarely is that going to be the case because it's a whole new, it's a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a new way of doing things. And so right. you're, you're going to have to, you're going to learn. And so your views are probably going to go down. You're probably going to lose some, a lot of your audience, some of your audience, whatever permanently, but just be okay with that. Um, the reasons why I would do this, uh, well, one is if you are hating what you're currently doing, yeah. maybe, but you still like something about it. Yes. Like if you like the topic, you just hate how you're delivering the, like yep. if it's very strictly tutorial stuff and you really care about your topic, but you just hate that delivery, then yeah, I might consider doing this and just cut it off, cl- cleanse the palate, come back uh-huh. and do this. Um, or if you like your, what, making videos and stuff, but you just don't care about the topic anymore. Like I would be looking for those types of indicators. The other thing is if there's a strong reason to do a rebrand yes. on your channel, um, for, for whatever reason, if your previous thing, what the name was too narrow uh-huh. and you want to do something else, then it might make sense to do one of these kind of build some hype. Yeah. And a rebrand, um, if your content already matches the new brand pretty well and is performing well, then a rebrand is a stated pivot that's actually very low risk. Yep. And you maybe don't even need to take time off. You're just like, and maybe maybe I would still. I probably I think I kind of would still. Why not? I, I'd want to be like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, like do it for the for the sake of the the hype, the buildup. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm coming back with a new. Like you're gonna see some cool stuff coming out, but I need a little bit of time because I'm working so hard on this really cool stuff, this new approach. And you come back and it's like. You just kick it off with some awesome content, the new brand, but it's still a hundred percent like fits your audience. That hasn't changed at all. Like that's actually a pretty good like PR campaign for yeah. your for your YouTube channel. So I actually still think I would do that. No, I would do that too, definitely. I, I and if it represents a significant visual difference, yeah, uh, like colors, that yeah, type of I'm stuff. not not just logo and name. Like let's yeah. change the name, change the logo, let's change the banner, let's. The whole color scheme of you could everything. even go back to some of your older videos and and remake the thumbnails and yeah. the new color scheme. Like, yep, there's a lot of things you can do that way. Yeah, yeah, yep, I like that. Um, so those would be reasons I would look into it. Most of the time, like I said, that's five percent of the time. Yeah, most of the time, it's not the best option. It's better to do a ghost pivot because mm-hmm. it's better testing ground, better uh, real data for yeah. that. Because if you if you put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, with a rebrand and it totally tanks. And you realize, uh, <laughs> like, I shouldn't have done that. It's a lot harder to backtrack with a stated pivot. And we've seen that. We've seen that on fairly successful channels. They try to backtrack because it didn't work. And they never totally recover, or at least not for a long time. Yeah. Um, and they, they 
just don't understand. Especially if you've done your due diligence and explaining why the new direction is better. Yeah. Then it's like, (laughs) oh, well. (laughs) Uh, I actually don't agree with myself. (laughs) Yeah. I said this new direction was better, but since nobody followed me, um, I actually think the old direction was better. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Anyway. So. That's what we're looking at, pivots. If you have additional questions, I mean, feel free to, to chat it up in the Project 24 community. Was there anything else you had? No, it's, it's a fun conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed it, even after my crazy, hey, howdy, howdy, hello, welcome. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes me like want to rebrand my channel, but that would be a really dumb thing to do. But <laughs> I kind of want to see how this works out. Well, hey, well, so some of the behind the scenes, I mean, we are looking into... Small pivots, ghost yeah, pivots we are. Um, for our channels. And so yep. um, we'll be keeping you updated on, on what happens, Good how point. it works out. Uh, it's, we've got some pretty fun stuff. It's I too early so. to talk about it, I think. Yeah. But we've got some fun stuff going on. So anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you had a good drive or a good hangout or workout or whatever you did while you were listening to this. And we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.